0: Hi, I'm Enzo, and welcome back to Nuggets of Theology. For this episode and the next few ones, we will talk about the main theme of the Ministry of Christ. We have to establish this first so we could properly analyze and meet the Messiah, so we could understand His purpose here. A lot of the things I will be talking about will be super compressed as this is such a rich topic covered in only just a few minutes. Now, if you read the four Gospels with any sort of care, you will find that Jesus of Nazareth talks about the kingdom of God in virtually every page. In fact, Jesus lived, suffered, and died proclaiming the kingdom of God. If you talk about Jesus and the life he lived and offered without talking about this, then I think you're not talking about the same Jesus. So let's make this clear. The main, central, and maybe even only theme of Christ's ministry is the kingdom of God. Sometimes referred to as the kingdom of heaven in the gospel according to Matthew. Naturally, the next question is but what is the kingdom of God? The quick answer is it is not a place, it's not heaven in our caricature understanding of it, it's not a palace in the sky where we go to after we die. The kingdom of God is not a place. Sure, in the book of Psalms, you hear about it sung as paradise. Yes, in the book of Isaiah, you will read about the kingdom as a holy mountain. But read the Bible again, particularly the Gospels, and you will notice that Jesus almost never describes the kingdom of God as though it were a place. Why? Simple. Because it isn't. When people asked Jesus about the kingdom, Jesus would respond vaguely with parables or would exhibit acts of notable kindness. When asked about the kingdom, Jesus would perform miracles. He never really answered the question directly and again, never really described the kingdom of God with adjectives. As though it were a place. So, if it's not a geographical region, and if it's not a place, and if it's not a mansion in the sky, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom is a state of existence where God reigns supreme, where God is king. Kingdom. Alright, fine. Sure. Easy enough. Basic. The kingdom of God is a state of reality where God is king. So what? That's basic Christian living education. We've been taught this since we were kids. Not quite. Many people still interpret Jesus' notion of kingdom of God as purely heaven, as a castle on the clouds. And many people still get the inaccurate understanding of who God is, for lack of better words. So, if the kingdom is a situation in where God reigns supreme, who is God? Sounds like an easy question, but there are actually numerous answers to it. But we have to remember To think of God as human, to think of God as a celestial person, would be too selfish, too anthropocentric of us. And that idea of God as a person, as a human being, will lead us to a discussion and ministry totally different from the one that Christ initiated, which we as Christians are called to continue. God, in the words of many theologians, is the name of Christianity's ultimate reality. God is our ultimate reality. God is something and fine, someone we should strive for, something we should work and gear our lives towards. God is the end goal, the ultimate. Moreover, A prominent Christian theologian by the name of Paul Tillich tells us that every person on earth, Catholic or not, has different ultimate realities. It's just that, for Catholics, for Christians, our ultimate reality is called God. Not necessarily God, but an ultimate reality called God. So wait, then who is God exactly? Well, the answer varies for every person. Paul Tillich, though, also reminds, if not warns us, that ultimate realities are not tangible. They are not physical, not material. They are not idols, nor are ultimate realities persons. So, If our ultimate reality as Christians is called God and an ultimate reality is not someone or something we can hold and touch, and if God is different for every person, what is God? Well, for one person, God is mercy, God is peace, God is justice, God is joy. God is love. Therefore, the kingdom of God is a state of existence, a situation in where love, mercy, peace, justice, and joy governs the entirety of creation. God reigns in that reality. He is king in that reality. This is what Jesus Christ preached. He lived, suffered, and died preaching this truth about the Kingdom of God, a God that is totally love, totally mercy, totally peace. The Kingdom of God, then, is a version of reality where the world is covered and governed with nothing but love, peace, mercy, justice, compassion, acceptance for one and for all. And we, the church, must continue this preaching, this proclaiming. We must continue Christ's ministry in this way. Growing up, we were taught that Jesus came to the world to save sinners. And that's true, yes. But, we've distorted this truth selfishly. Jesus did not come to the world just to be crucified in our place so that we may have eternal life. How selfish of us that would be. The Son of God did not become human in Jesus Christ to bring us to heaven. He came to the world to bring heaven here to make the kingdom of God a lived reality for the people of the world. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. To think that our duty as Catholics, as Christians, is simply to go to Mass, to pay our tithes, to pray the rosary, And to remember every so often the fact that Jesus Christ took our place on the cross to do self-righteous things to guarantee us a spot in heaven would probably be the most unchristianly thing ever. You are kidding yourself if you think that's why Jesus of Nazareth came and lived in the world. We are the church We are the body of Christ and we have to live out His life as His body, as though He were still alive, as though He were still here among us, as though we were Him. We must continue His work as a community, as a church, to make the kingdom of God a lived reality here on earth for all. The Greek word for church is ecclesia, which roughly translates to assembly, or more specifically, those called out. If we were to be true members of the ecclesia, of the church, what are we called out to do? Simple to live like Christ to proclaim the kingdom of God and draw humanity closer to that reality, to that situation in where God reigns supreme. This is what we are called out to do. This is our Misa, Greek for mission, which we now use to refer to the Holy Mass. This indeed is our mission as the flock of the crucified, and resurrected shepherd. It is a difficult job. By God, it is. But if it were easy, Jesus Christ wouldn't have been murdered on the crucifix. Being a Christian is not supposed to be an easy job. But no matter how futile and how hopeless it may seem a lot of times, we do our Misa. We do our mission anyway, so that at least the Savior, Christ, the Anointed One, so that Jesus of Nazareth would not have died in vain. Thank you. And I'll see you all again in the next episode.